0: Bread is life. In fact, my entire family absolutely loves bread. But I like to make sure that what we're eating counts. And if you're like me, you're going to love Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises. They have remade carby empty calorie bread products into fluffy delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar and protein and fiber. Think of that soft, fluffy experience that you love when you're enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger, but now it's made to really nourish you deeply. Hero Bread has something for every favorite, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. My team tried Hero Bread and said it was the most fulfilling thing ever, but it also felt lighter and healthier. So, switch to Hero Bread now and you won't be disappointed. They even have a monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites like the 2 gram net carb herb croissant or the 1 gram net carb herb cheddar biscuit. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code Yoga Girl at checkout. That's yogagirl at h-e-r-o dot c-o.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. It is officially really forking late at night, and today is Halloween! Whoa. Oh, okay. Um, I am all alone in my bedroom right now. I have a really annoying Italian greyhound walking around the bed who just refuses to lay down. I don't know why. Um, And a sleeping baby in the other room and a grandma upstairs, no husband at home. It's like, I'm going to check, it's 11 p.m. I have worked a 13-hour day and I have no idea if this podcast is going to turn into anything of substance but yeah that's where I am at (laughs) oh man you guys you guys you guys holy shit um happy Halloween everyone um I hope you've had a really fun Halloween week um honestly for me personally Halloween has never been like a big holiday it's not something that we are really big on in Swedish culture um, also here in Aruba, uh, Halloween is not a huge thing. I know it's a big American holiday and plenty of the other countries in the world celebrate big. But this year was the first year since we had the baby that we were able to kind of dress the baby up. And there was this Halloween thing, like a little party happening at her daycare where all the kids dressed up and all the parents brought different kinds of snacks and stuff. And I don't know, we we just had kind of a a day within the family that felt really grown up somehow bringing snacks and juice and like preparing stuff to bring for the whole group like that felt like something that I would remember my mom doing for me and my brother when we were little um, it felt like a big deal and uh I like dressing the baby up in a costume and then going to daycare was super 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 fun and thank god I have my mom here in Aruba right now I'm uh like arts and crafts stuff is to me it's like i don't know greek like it's it's like this this sort of foreign thing that i don't think i can i could ever learn in a gazillion years i really wish i was an arts and craftsy types person like i would love to be that kind of creative i don't know like even the simplest stuff that some people do just in a on a whim without thinking too much about it just blows my mind one of our um one of the girls who work at the studio, or my assistant, Courtney, um, she showed up to the studio today in this awesome llama costume. And it was literally, like, it was so simple. So she had this kind of headband thing, or like this thing that you put in your hair. I don't know the name of it in, in English. And she used a mop, and she cut the, the like, white, stringy thing off of the mop and tied it to it and then used cotton balls to make ears and it was just like she had a whole llama outfit that she made in the middle of the night the day before Halloween using a mop and a like thing of cotton balls that would never (laughs) never in a million years would that be me or something that I could possibly ever pull off um so of course last night like you know we we decided we could we could have the baby be a cat we have, I have like, you know, black makeup eyeliner thingies. I'm like, okay, I can use that for face paint to make her a cat. She loves cats. She's never really interacted with cats. We have no cats at the house. I'm super allergic. We're, we're all dog people. But she has a thing about cats and she loves the cat filter on Instagram. Like we're kind of obsessive about that. So we're like, okay, she can be a cat. And I'm like, we can make a tail for her and like sew that onto one of her black leggings or something. And then thankfully, my mom is here. So she made this whole like little tail thing. And then she made like a little head piece for her with black cat ears that she cut out of cardboard and painted black and just a bunch of stuff that I, one, would never have time to do. And two, would just never have the skill set to pull off in a million years. So really grateful for my mom and grandma right now. Um, and I'm really impressed with parents overall. I don't know. I've been kind of just, just seeing like my Facebook feed today and all the people that I know and families and parents and how they dress their kids up. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a big commitment <laughs> going all in for all the holidays and stuff. Um, so everyone who celebrated today. Kudos for putting the effort in to just have a fun day for the kids to really enjoy. Um, and I think it was really good. We are currently on day, oh man, my my head is a mess. I think we are on day five, possibly day six <laughs> of our 200 hour yoga teacher training here in Aruba Island Yoga. And I am so tired. <laughs> I can't even explain it. Like, oh, it hasn't even been a week. This is a 23 day training. We have so many things happening at the same time. So first of all, we were in Sweden, we traveled, we came home, we had about five minutes, you know, we couldn't even really adjust back, like, you know, we're still jet lagged and we dove into a retreat for a week. And then we had a whole two days between the retreat and the teacher training. And of course, we all got really sick right in that moment. And you can maybe hear on my voice right now, I'm still a little bit sick, um, and it's just been one of those things that's kind of been looping around. So the baby was sick, and then, then it's got sick, and then I got sick, and then the baby got sick again, and I don't know if she has the same thing or something different. I, I just really have no clue. But we're just kind of looping around with this, and it's not a terrible, it's not like a horrible thing. It's just like a little bit of a cold. I'm stuffy, and my throat hurts. Like, that's it. That's the scope of it. But I would much rather be, you know, 110% than on my A-game, but I just haven't been and um yeah and then in the middle of that of that we just dove into this 200 hour training and now it's like day five just passed and and here we are and <laughs> I've had one of those moments just this week where I don't know I'm I don't feel scattered. So if I were to just, you know, the spirit of the name of the podcast, um, which is just something that I kind of do every time I open the podcast when I don't know what to say, like from the heart, how do I feel? <laughs> and it's something I want to tap into all the time. But um, dropping into that space over the past week, like I I don't feel scattered. I don't feel all over the place. Honestly, I don't, I don't really know how I feel. I'm not in a bad place. I'm also not in a super epic place. I'm just kind of Floating in this very human, kind of normal, settled space that I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I spend a lot of time, like, you know, kind of diving into my emotions and my emotional state and how am I doing and how do I feel this week compared to last week? And I'm just always in that introspective space. And you know, right now I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. Somehow everything that happens around me feels like this momentous, humongous thing. And at the same time, it feels like not a big deal. <laughs> that's how I feel. I feel like everything that's transpiring around me right now is like doesn't even really matter. And at the same time, it's the biggest thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> I don't know how these two ends of the spectrum have managed to kind of meet in the moment where I am right now. But that it's just that's 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 just how the only way I can kind of explain, I think. I I really don't know where that feeling comes from. This group for this training, it's a super beautiful group. Um, And I was trying today just together with the the team, kind of pinpoint like, oh, what is the?" Because every group we host at the studio, they always come with their own vibration, with their own sort of purpose, with their own intention. Um, I can always put each group in a specific sort of like, oh, this is what this group is embodying for me right now. And with this group, like I haven't been able to really put kind of the, I don't know, just kind of nail it. Like this group, there's something absolutely grounded about this group. Um, there's this very overwhelming sense of sisterhood, of support there from, I mean, really from the first five minutes of opening this teacher training, it's been it's been a really supportive space, which is really beautiful to see. Um, everyone is really vulnerable and kind of stepping into their hearts right away. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to kind of, pinpoint the group maybe that's maybe it's me that I don't know how I feel about life in general right now everything is momentous and just not a big deal at the same time so maybe it's more about me than anything else but I'm really yeah I'm appreciative of this group in this space so speaking from the heart you know I have a can kind of like my I feel like I'm about to lose my voice. I hope I'm not gonna lose my voice. I'm stuffy a little bit. I have a cranky neck I have had um, for almost a week since we started this training. I don't know why I haven't had anything funky with my back or my neck um, since March this year since kind of like I had that phase um, which feels like a really long time ago. and then now, of course, I start to read a bunch of stuff into that. okay, so what does that mean and I know already I I need a little bit more of a break between groups and space to kind of decompress and land. Like that's not big news to anybody. But um, I don't know. At the same time, just kind of leading this group with a cranky neck, like it's not a big deal at all. And normally I make all the small things, especially when I'm hosting a group or leading a retreat or a training or something, I feel I make all the small things into huge things always because I'm always so worried that I'm not going to that something's gonna go wrong or I'm not gonna be able to hold it all or hold a space or what if I disappoint someone or what if something happens halfway through and I don't know, everything falls apart. Like I always had that kind of worst case scenario mindset. Um, And then this time around, it's just, it hasn't shown up that way at all. Like I got sick and normally me getting sick at the beginning of a 23-day training Normally that would be a disaster. Like I would panic about that. How am I gonna pull this off? And how will I have the energy? And I haven't felt that way at all. I feel really okay just with with what is right now, with whatever this kind of this moment has brought me, I guess. And the the funnest part about this training, I mean, compared to the the other trainings we've done since the since the baby was born, is that she's in such a perfectly like amazing age to be at the studio right now and to be in the shala and to spend time with the groups and you know I, I did my first retreat when I had the baby the baby was four weeks old um, totally crazy and then I had another one she was like two and a half months um, and then you know I've done groups and retreats consistently since then and our first training she was eight months she was way too young I don't know what I was thinking. Of course, I didn't know what it was going to be like, but I wouldn't do that again. She was way too young. It was really overwhelming. Um, But this time around, like, she's just, she's not even really a baby anymore. Like, she's definitely her own little person. Like, she's, she understands everything I say when I tell her things. Like, I can, I can, you know, kind of keep my, adult voice and explain her things like this is why we don't do this or why we do this and this is how this stuff works and she just looks at me and she nods her head and she gets it i don't know i feel like we've kind of turned a corner where she just understands everything um and when we're in the yoga shala like we step inside and the girls are so sweet with her. So they put a chair down next to mine. And then by her chair, they put all of these like little secret surprise boxes. And they fill them with different things every time she's she's at the studio. So she has something new to kind of unpack in these boxes. Like it's so 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 sweet. Um, And a bunch of fun stuff like things for her to stack. And she loves to organize things. And she has these little like, like yoga mat cleaners, (laughs) like little spray bottles that she just loves to like, put from one place to the other and then back and she's really into putting things in different places and organizing things i don't know um so it's just it's been so wonderful just to have that and have her around um and for the first time since she was born i've actually been able to really keep her in the in the studio space for a longer period of time like we had one class she was there for 45 minutes just quietly kind of you know like spending time with herself and then like she'll walk up to someone and hand them something like a little crystal and of course that person is like oh my god thank you like it's just it's just such a joy to have her in the group and yeah for me it's just it it brings it brings in okay so we've had oh, i guess five or six days of training i think she's been with the group maybe three or four times almost once a day or once every other day i guess um and it, normally it's like 10 or 15 minutes at a time and then she had that one time where she was in class for 45 whole minutes, which is the longest time she's ever spent in the classroom with us. And on our opening day, our big opening circle, um, I think that was Saturday, yeah, a couple days ago, she was in the circle and of course she had just gone over her cold or so she wasn't feeling 100% and I wasn't certain if I would even bring her to the studio and then she kind of perked up in the afternoon and she was really energized and kind of a little hyper so we thought okay like let's bring her in so she can kind of get out of the house for a second and then go back and sleep and we we always build a little, like a little altar in the middle of the circle with flowers and candles and things like that. And in the middle of our staff introductions, such as like my assistants and stuff, you know, introducing themselves and kind of saying welcome to the studio and stuff. Um, she just kind of like, <laughs> I don't know what flew into her, but she starts making circles around the middle of the big circle, just kind of spinning around the altar in the middle, laughing like it was, it was, yeah like I couldn't take my eyes over. It was the most joyful, 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 beautiful thing. And my mom who was standing by the staff corner when everyone was kind of saying hi, you know, we we do like a little five minute like, hey everyone, welcome to Island Yoga and this is everyone's role before the staff goes back and does what do what they have to do and we do the rest of the introduction alone. Um and then my mom filmed that and it was just the most to me, it was the most one of the most beautiful things I've ever shared online, honestly. Um, there was something about being able to kind of to welcome a whole big new group for something really momentous. Um, Me holding space and Dennis was there and my mom was there and the staff. And it's really like a family space, like we're all very, very close. And normally I have to always separate this this sacred part um, from my own sacred part, which is the baby and family. A little bit and not because of choice, but because she's been so little or she's cranky or whatever. And now I got to keep her in the circle and she's just, you know, she's she's going to be too soon. Okay, not really soon, but yeah, like she's like four months away from being two years old. And um, it was so beautiful to have her there, really joyful and like lifting the spirits of everyone in the whole room. And it was just to me, it was a really, really beautiful moment. And my mom filmed it. And then even like before we went to dinner, like we closed the circle two hours later and I went to my office and I'm like, man, I gotta post this beautiful thing. And like I have shared from our last training and the training before and retreats and stuff like that, anytime, like really, anytime, I share anything about the baby being involved in our groups here at the studio, whether it's like she's sitting in on a workshop or she's, you know, in the circle in the in between moment or we're greeting people in the garden, like any setting. I always get negative comments about her presence in our groups, always. And I have since she was like really little. And from the start, it's really been a triggering thing for me. Um, I don't know how else to explain it. Like from the start, I remember one of the, like that really, really early retreat that I did and I was breastfeeding in between and I was kind of sharing what I was doing. And, you know, I had commitments that I had before I was pregnant and that I really couldn't get away from. And that's why I was doing this retreat when she was that little. If I could have chosen, I would have not. Um, And like, it wasn't a huge, I taught a few classes and it it wasn't that big of a deal. I was away from her for maybe 45 minutes at a time. Um, but I meant already from then, there were people, and when I say people, I mean moms, um, who would write me like, I cannot believe you are at a work engagement this early as a new mom. And different types of comments from people just judging me, not knowing anything about the situation, just the fact that I was teaching a yoga class and I had a baby that was like a month and a half or whatever. And I was teaching a class and how could I go back to teaching so soon and throw myself back into work and you must be really like a workaholic that you're doing this and who's even taking care of your baby right now? And just all of these crazy judgmental comments from me posting a photo that I had taught a class like and I was nursing the baby or something. And it was one of the first moments that I realized like, whoa, like the the community of, of parenthood, it's crazy judgmental. And I mean, there's lots of judgments you can find, of course, in the online community everywhere, like, you know, within the yoga world or within the world of entrepreneurship or like the world of whatever, like, you know, there's always going to be judgment wherever you go. But the the way that I would see already, you know, from being a really, really, really new mom, like, you know, just having a baby for a few weeks, the judgment that I would get from other mothers, it doesn't compare with anything I've ever seen in any other setting. It's absolutely fucking crazy. Um, And it started out in that way with me getting that judgment, negative comments, emails sent my way, um, people passive aggressively sending me like, here's research that shows what happens if you like go back to work too early. And it's not like I'm like, you know, working in a mine somewhere (laughs) for slaving away for 18 hours a day. You know, like I would literally step away to like teach a class or be with a group and then come back to my baby, which is a luxury a lot of people don't have um aruba until really recently only gave six weeks of maternity leave at all so people would just you know put their kids in like a daycare or with a nanny full time from the the baby was six weeks old super recent now there's 12 weeks 12 weeks is nothing it's like it's it's crazy um sweden is one of those countries that really really support mothers and fathers we get 580 days i think um that have to be divided between the mom and the dad. Like you can literally be two years off at home with your with your baby. Um, and it's just, I don't know. And, and that judgment, you know, and it would just kind of keep coming in different ways. Like I would put the baby in the crib and like leave a little stuffed animal next to the baby and take a photo. And someone would comment like, oh my God, your baby's going to suffocate. <laughs> or there was something wrong with the way the crib was angled. Or wait, are you nursing her? Like only you're not supplementing or... Like I would get negative comments about the fact that I was only nursing, or I would get negative comments if I posted about nursing, because then I was shaming mothers who weren't able to nurse. And it was just like, no matter what I do in the world of motherhood, there's always going to be judgment all the time. And to me, that's just like, I don't know, a mind blowing thing. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. These days, you can get practically everything on demand with a few clicks on your phone, from food to music to TV shows, even this podcast. You can listen in whenever you want, whenever it's convenient for you. But did you know that you can get postage on demand? Yes, even stamps are at your fingertips. All you need is stamps.com. With stamps.com, you can access all the services of the post office right from your desk or your kitchen table. Buy and print real US postage for any letter or any package, all available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You just click, print, mail, and you're done. Worry that you don't have everything you need? Stamps.com will send you a digital scale. You can weigh your letters and packages and print the exact amount of postage every time. I still love using the mail to communicate with my international friends, and receiving a letter is so much more personal than other forms of communication that we see a lot today. For my U.S. listeners, the next time you need to head out to the post office, try stamps.com instead. Send out wedding invitations, get your Christmas presents mailed early, or take care of everyday needs for your business. Maybe you want to begin the practice of sending a heartfelt letter to someone far away that you love. Whatever it may be, stamps.com will have you covered right now use the promo code yoga for this special offer get a four-week trial on stamps.com that includes postage and a digital scale don't wait go to stamps.com and before you do anything else click on the radio microphone at the top of the home page and type in yoga that's stamps.com enter yoga
0: are you ready for spring I sure am. Over here in Sweden, I make it my business to get outside and get some sunlight on my skin each and every day. But in the winter, that can be really hard, and your body will feel the effect of that. Did you know that 97% of women ages 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Luckily, Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. Ritual is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 plus with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. You get nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. And the best part, you can trust what you are putting in your body because Ritual has the USP verified mark. That means that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. And only 1% of supplement brands are able to get this mark. So it's a big deal. Rituals multivitamins are vegan, non GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I have taken Ritual for years because of reasons like this. I love knowing that the ingredients in my vitamins are actually doing their job. Otherwise, what's the point? No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off.
1: And I kind of get it now how it's, it's a really sensitive thing, how you choose to raise your kids because... We love our kids more than life itself like our children become our most important thing. So the fear of doing anything wrong however however you know remotely small or seemingly small is so big and vast that whenever someone else we see someone else do something differently it's like it automatically challenges us in our parenting. So there's a lot of people out there who are just, just seeing someone do something differently, maybe something that they would never do, or something that they wish they could have done, but they weren't able to, or whatever. And it would just be such a trigger that people are just online writing passive-aggressive or aggressive-aggressive comments um, to new mothers and, and parents. And it's just, it's been one of those things that have just kind of ticked me off from the beginning, always. Um, and specifically the comments about me involving Lea Luna in our groups and in our retreats and in our trainings. Um, And I don't know, and I've been kind of sitting with that this week, like, okay, what is it in me that feels especially triggered? Because I get negative comments about everything these days. And of course, to me, this has been like over the past, I don't know, months, or I don't know, over the past decade, I don't know. But there has for sure been an increase of drama in my social media platforms. And I don't know if it's me and it's something that I'm projecting unconsciously, or if it's just the state of the world, or if it's just kind of a sign from the universe that it's time to transition away from social media and stop focusing on it overall. I really, I I don't, I, I don't really know. And I don't want to spend too much time dwelling on it even. But it feels like no matter what I share, there's going to be like a backlash of some sort, or a discussion, like a negative discussion, or a debate, or so- on something. Um, and it didn't used to be that way on, on my platforms. And for me, it's a really, really tiring thing. So over the past week, there's been like two or three moments um, in a really short period of time, like one, like I posted one photo of me wearing makeup, like it was like a, a shoot that I did a couple of months ago. Um, that I had kind of like, I haven't shared, I hadn't shared that because I just had this kind of like, oh, I'll wait until I have something really like fierce to say because it was a really fierce shoot that we did with lots of eye makeup and like a smoky eye and like a really cute dress and whatever. And then, like, I don't know, I can't even count how many people were writing, like, ew, like, who is that? Couldn't even tell that that was you. You really shouldn't wear that kind of makeup. Or like, oh, I really like your natural look. Like, this is not a good look for you. And, Like, I don't know. And there might have been like this kind of underlying, like, okay, like someone who's trying to pass me a compliment, like you look better without makeup. That's not a thing you say to somebody. Like, would you walk up to someone in the street and be like, hey, you're wearing a lot of eyeshadow today. I think you should wipe that off your face. Who the fuck writes something like that to someone else? I, I just, I can't understand that. That like, I don't know if it's like a tick or like a like scrolling through social media and then feeling an actual need to comment anything negative or aggressive or passive aggressive on a stranger's profile or platform. I just, it's something that I cannot even comprehend because it's something that I just never in a million years would do. And sometimes, of course, and these are moments when I'm like, if I'm tired or I'm already annoyed at something and then there's a bunch of those comments in my feed, um, I'll have moments where I get really fired up about something Um, and if you follow me on social media you've seen this fire come through I mean for sure it goes in waves like I can have long moments of time where I don't feel fired up about anything and I don't you know everything is just kind of calm and quiet and then I have moments of time where I feel fired up about everything. Um, My astrologer tells me Uh, that like my chart is all fire, like fire, 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 and my biggest challenge is always going to be to to balance that fire with something of a watery element. Where I take a deeper breath before I react, or where I don't lash out, or where I don't. Um, there's something in my chart where I she says that I I have this radical thing where no matter what I speak my truth, even though sometimes it gets me in a lot of trouble. Um, And I can see this as a pattern in my life. Like if I get triggered by something or if there's an injustice somewhere or something I really don't agree with or pisses me off, um, I'll speak that fucking like loud and clear. Um, No regrets, like just all out. Like, fuck this shit. This is not okay. Or, you know, whatever that is. Uh, So I had one of those moments with that photo, like with the makeup, like, hey, like, is it okay to be a woman and sometimes wear makeup and sometimes wear no makeup and you know can I like myself completely natural with nothing can I also like myself with a full face of makeup for a photo shoot like can I exist in both of those realms and still be okay with who I am is it okay to share both of those sides of myself or all sides of myself um, without having to get some sort of negative backlash of but you look better this way or why would you share that or just that judgment like is it okay to just be a woman and exist in my own skin? And not have to kind of sit with all that shit. Like, I think it's bullshit. I don't think it's cool. And I feel like it goes like, it's almost like two camps right now where one side, you know, is trying to push all of us to be totally, you know, photoshopped and perfect and made up all the time. Um, and then there's this other camp where it's like, be who you are and be yourself and body positivity and natural and no makeup and and it's like and if you choose one of those sides where you want to dwell, you can't venture off into the other side of of makeup or clothing or accessories or whatever because then you're you're shallow or it's fake. Like I don't know, I just think it's a it's such a distraction and a total waste of time and how much energy and time we spend judging women by their looks or their clothes or their body size or body type like it's just it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. It's totally insane. And anyway, I got really fired up about that and I shared something about it. And then, and then you know, amongst like lots of, you know, positivity and yeah, like you do you and we should all be allowed to, to kind of be who we are. Like there's always way more support with everything. Like I have to of course say that. But then there's always people like, why do you address it? People get really upset that I address when something negative arrives in my feed. Um, and I had never really got that, I guess, the people that get triggered enough that they have to share with me in a negative way that they don't like how I address something when something negative comes up. Um, and that's just who I am, I guess. It doesn't mean that I don't care about the positive, that it doesn't make a huge impact of me to have positive things. But I'm not the kind of person where if a million people tell me that everything is great, that I feel like everything is great, or a million people tell me everything's shit and then I feel like everything is shit, um, it has way more to do with my internal state and how am I feeling in that moment. Um, so if I'm in that place where like, yeah, I'm, I'm easily triggered or I'm just fed up with bullshit, like it has mostly to do with my my own personal life and my own inner state, then I'm going to have very little patience for bullshit in the social media feed, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, But I normally like I don't address something if there's one or two comments about something. But what happens is if there's ever like a drama or a debate is there's comments on social media and then people tag onto those comments and they are either saying positive or more negative things and then it becomes like a debate and a thread and a feed and a thing and then more people comment separate threads about that and then people direct message me and then people email me and then they fucking Facebook me. And it just becomes this thing where the energy of whatever is, is, you know, whatever trigger or drama there is, it's kind of in my space, right? And this is, of course, where I have a really clear choice to, like, take a deep breath and turn my fucking phone off, take a bath and, like, go to bed and, like, see how I feel about that tomorrow. Sure. Um, I am not that person, (laughs) I can just like I can just like I have no shame in saying that. Like that's just that's just not who I am, you know? And I, I would I wouldn't even say like, oh I wish I was that type of person who was just really patient and like, you know, non-reactive and la la la. Like it's just not who I am at all. So if I feel something strongly about whatever thing, and this is literally whatever thing, um, I'm gonna speak that in the moment. That is just part of who I am. Um, it's part of my strength like, that I can have really strong opinions, I can formulate them really eloquently, I can debate, um, I can fight for what I believe is right and speak up for people that don't have a voice and a big part of what I do you know, comes from this longing of to, to, to wa- wanting to be a stand in the world. Um, so it's not like this is just you know, some horrible quality that I have that I'm trying to hide. Like No, like there's lots of good in this as well. Does this quality of total fire, you know, trip me up sometimes because I speak things too fast and too strong or whatever? Yeah, of course it does. (laughs) I mean, yeah, all the time. And I'm married to a man who is like the coolest cucumber (laughs) you have ever met in your entire life. The chillest, like, I don't know. we've, We've had things happen in our lives. I mean, yeah, if I would ever write like I have this book that I'm like parallel writing to my other book and um, it's the art of doing business with a heart and in it i have kind of chronicled all the insane shit that has happened to me and my husband in our business over the years and some things it's like you wouldn't believe it Um, but we've had some really insane things happen where like people have stolen from us like in really major ways or we've been taken advantage of or we would had to sue someone like really intense stuff where we like almost lost everything and we had you know people pretend make friends with us because of they wanted a business venture or whatever. Like we've had really awful things happen in that sense. And Dennis is the type of guy who will like, I don't know, like a year later, like see that guy in the street and be like, hey man, what's up? Like, oh, cool. Like, how's life? You want to grab a beer? Like, yeah, sure. And then come home, he's like, yeah, you know who I saw? Like I saw that guy. And I'm like, what that guy who like we lost sleep over for like 10 months, that guy who like went into our bank accounts and stole from us, like that guy who like, you know, you lost sleep, you got to see a therapist because that guy like screwed us over in such an, like what, like that was like a crazy time of our lives where someone really intentionally hurt us and then it's just like, you know, a couple months later, he's over that 100%. It doesn't stay in his system. It doesn't linger with him. He's not like, you know, later going over like all the ways and, and whatever went down and who was right and who was wrong. and how He's just like, he's just let it go. And then he randomly sees that person again and he's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I'm like, what? And I'm like, Dennis, that guy, like that's a horrible person. Don't you remember this happened? He's like, yeah, but it was a long time ago. I'm like, yeah, but it happened. You know, like, he's like, well, yeah, it's not like we're best friends, it's just like we said hi. And I'm like, oh my God, like, and I wish I had more of that quality, that quality of being able to just completely let go of something that's, that's been really triggering to me or that ability to totally surrender and forgive. Um, he has this like really huge, and it's not even like just a compassionate side. It's just a side where things don't stick to him in that sense. Um, and I am not like that. <laughs> oh my god I am not like that like that specific grudge like I will hold it forever like I will grip that grudge until I am dead I swear um and you know I'm not gonna try to morph into this other type of person because it's just it's not who I am um and same with I don't know if that's why like someone said the other day like Dennis he posted on his Instagram account this really cute photo of the baby she's like naked on the edge of a boat um, and someone commented like he had like 100 really beautiful comments about the baby being cute or whatever and someone was like hey if this was posted on Rachel's account she would get so much flack one like the baby's naked two she's not wearing a life jacket three she's not even wearing like any clothes four what about sunscreen five she's alone on the boat. <laughs> There's like ten major things happening here where like the, you know, the 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 Instagram police should come out and like let you know what you're doing wrong. He gets zero. Like none of that. None of that at all. Um and I, I don't know, I don't know if it goes back to like his totally relaxed way of being. That people just don't they don't have that same reaction to him because he doesn't, I guess, speak up about stuff or show his triggers about stuff. I don't know. But There's definitely something happening in my own platforms right now, and I know absolutely it's related to me, but it's also related, at least it feels like to me, um, to the bigger picture of, of the social media world and where it's going. And I feel like we're all just being questioned right now, like, is this what we're supposed to be doing with our time and with our space?
0: You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I
1: can't believe we are in the middle of our third teacher training. This program is long and hard on everyone. We are moving and flowing for several hours every single day. And the teachers-to-be are consolidating new patterns of movement and creating muscle memory to sustain their yoga practice for years to come. By the end of the day, we're all ready to hit our pillow. And a good night's sleep is the most important thing when it comes to recovering from strenuous days filled with activity. If you're like us and you need the best night's sleep around, check out Molecule, the mattress company. Molecule does not provide you with your average mattress. Their mattresses are air engineered from the ground up to create the coolest sleep around. With maximum airflow up to three times the airflow of the nearest competitors, Molecule helps you stay cool to maximize your deepest, most restorative sleep cycles. Bring the best to your life, not only during your active days, but during the deep sleep of your nights. Built for active lifestyles, Molecule Mattresses were designed with the support of renowned neurologists and sleep doctors and are the favorite of professional athletes across the country. Just ask Olympic gold medalist Nastia Lukin, premier distance runners Ryan and Sarah Hall, Super Bowl winning quarterback Russell Wilson and five-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Tom Brady about how they're getting the best sleep of their lives thanks to Molecule. And rest extra easy knowing that molecule mattresses are manufactured using patented technology that reduces emissions by 97% versus traditional manufacturing. Their foam is CertiPure US certified and manufactured in the USA try molecule mattresses risk-free for a hundred nights if you're not getting the coolest sleep of your life they'll take it back no questions asked right now you can get 250 dollars off of any molecule mattress just go to on molecule.com slash yoga girl to begin getting the best sleep of your life that's on molecule.com slash yoga girl molecule optimal sleep for ultimate performance So anyway, like back to the main story, like I shared this thing about the baby running in the circle, which for me was just the most beautiful, joyful video of all time. And then it's kind of a joke. It was really like a joke because the last time I shared something like that, I got all these people saying like, oh my God, I can't believe you put a baby in a in a in a teacher training and so horrible for the participants and i just i can't i don't understand and i shared like like shout out to the people wondering if it's distracting to have a toddler in the circle because she was literally like she was the epitome of the distracting toddler like running in circles around the altar like shrieking with laughter it was just like we couldn't stop laughing like the whole room was just like laughing at her um But then of course it became a thing and I share this like on a whim and then I went to dinner with the people and it wasn't until hours later that I even opened up and kind of got saw the comments. And then, you know, like I got emails from people. Like I got an email from a woman who was like, She sees this on Instagram and she feels like, okay, I need to take the time to like track down Rachel's email and write yogagirl.com and inform her of the fact that I no longer feel like I would want to participate in a class at Island Yoga, knowing that this is how you conduct your business. And I'm just like, what the fuck is your problem? Like, I'm super sorry, but first of all, like, this is a 34 second clip shared on Instagram with no context whatsoever like there's no context I I didn't share like hey you know we were in the middle of of an emotional sharing of our hearts and the baby is running circles hysterically shrieking out of her mind no obviously that's not what was happening at all there was no context and people are so quick to jump to conclusions and to me having to even explain like (laughs) whenever or if ever my baby would become a distraction to the group or to what we're doing with the group, like we remove her from the shala. Does that, does that sound crazy? Like, is that actually such a radical thing that I have to explicitly write that out in big, bold capital letters? I mean, who, who do you think I am? Like, I just, this is just mind-boggling to me. Like, what kind of teacher do you think I am? What kind of business owner do you think I am? What kind of host do you think I am? Like, are you, you do I really have to write that out? Like, really in capital letters, like, P.S., this was a one-minute moment that happened out of the like, what, five hours, six hours that we had together that evening. One minute, I let my baby run crazy in the circle. We all had a laugh and felt some joy and love, and then grandma took her home. Like, I feel like anyone who wouldn't understand that or who legitimately would think that I would conduct a teacher training with an insane, shrieking, distracting toddler in the room. Like, I don't know. I I just, I don't think you're the type of person that I would ever understand your train of thought, I guess. I just, it's just not in my book that I would have to write that out. Um, But it, it was really obvious that there's a lot of people who just kind of will see one little snapshot of something and immediately go into a rant of... All these poor people sitting in the circle and they paid all this money to be there. If I had paid all this money to do a teacher training and there was a a hyperactive, overtired, insane toddler in the room, I would feel so disrespected. I cannot believe as a teacher you would allow your child in the room. Extremely disappointed. And I'm just like, dude, like... (laughs) Yeah, there was enough of those comments. I mean, really, enough of those comments. And then, of course, like threads started and debates started and la la, and some people defending and like, like, what? It's just joy. And some people are, you know, and it became like a thing. And I just like, I just kind of like, like, I got really fed up. I, I really, I really did. I mean, uh, a thousand percent really fed up. And it's, it's in different phases. Like, one, I am not an idiot. Like, I didn't get to where I am today by being, you know, totally ignorant and stupid. Obviously obviously. And if you don't get this, I feel like you have other problems maybe you need to deal with. But obviously, I do not let an insane hyperactive overtired toddler distract us in our sessions in the room. Obviously, that's we don't conduct 23 days of teacher training 12 hours a day with a child shrieking in the room. Like I I don't think I should have to say that, but obviously that's not the case. The baby is with us mostly in the moments of the in between, like when we have our breakfast or when we have our lunch or little breaks, um, like right when we will, like when people are getting ready to begin the circle or begin a lecture. Like I'll show up 15 minutes early with her so she can run around and hang out with the participants. Who like 99.9? I've never in a million, never, not once, had anything but overwhelmingly positive response from every single person we've ever had in a group. Um, So I come early with her so that they can spend time with her because they genuinely get really excited to see her and to have her in the room. The same way people tend to get really excited when Ringo comes to the room. Like it's just, it's part of our family. It's part of what I share through social media. I share motherhood a lot. I share all of that. I, I share more of my baby than I share of anything else. So I don't think anyone who would show up to our groups or programs would be surprised that my baby is a part of what we do. Um, but she's mostly there in the in-between moments. Um, and that's it. Like, that's it. It's really, it would be really hard for me to focus and lecture or teach or whatever. And at the same time, you know, keep track of, of, of a 19 month old baby in the room. So of course I don't do that. Um, and it just it just feels like a strange thing for me to even have to say. But yeah, that's what it is. Um, and then second of all, <laughs> I don't wanna have to separate my work from my family life. And I don't know if that was also you know because as a response to all of this, I got really pissed. Like I got really 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 pissed. And of course, like my mama bear side with with anything regarding the baby. Like it used to be Ringo, when Ringo was, before he was neutered, he was always really skinny. And anytime anyone would share something like, oh my God, feed your dog, I would lose my shit. Like, fuck you. And I would like go to their account and like, Like, what makes you, gives you the right to comment on my dog? And you know, because I would always be really anxious that he wasn't eating enough and like hand feed him and give him this and that. Like I was always really sensitive about Ringo. And then I had the baby and I became really sensitive about the baby, the way mothers are. Um, so of course, anything with her is more triggering to me, but I shared this post that was basically like explaining that moment and like, Hey, like anyone who feels the need to really passive aggressively comment negative shit about a laughing toddler. I just, I can't understand that. I just, I, and in that moment, like, I just, I can't understand. Like, I I don't, I cannot, I cannot see what space you're in when you're writing this. I don't understand what you're trying to create with this conversation. I don't understand what you're, where you're getting at. Like, I'm so sorry, but I just, I cannot resonate with you. So anyone who was thinking about coming to our groups, who really has an aversion to the thought of a baby being present at whatever time, like they really shouldn't come. And that's like... Like I don't I don't take that back. I would never take that back because that's just the case. It would be legitimately awful if someone spent all that money, bought flights, paid for their room, came to the studio, and then realized that, hey, Leia Luna is present at the studio from time to time, and I really don't want to deal with toddlers at all. I don't want to be here. That would just suck. Like I would much rather people a hundred percent know what to expect, and that's that this is a family affair. The baby's always gonna be at the studio. Um, in appropriate times, in little doses, um, obviously. But if that's not for you, then there's you know there's a thousand other yoga teacher trainings you can go to, there's a million retreats you can find, there's a gazillion teachers out there that either don't have kids or that fully separate their family lives from their teaching. I am not one of those people. So I shared that, like I feel kind of glad that this was able to weed out the people that shouldn't come to the training. And people got so upset when I said that. And I still don't understand. I really don't understand. I can understand fully, you know, if you live a really hectic life, maybe you have kids, maybe you work with kids and your yoga practice for you needs to be this totally quiet, structured space where nobody disturbs you. Like I have full respect for that, that a thousand percent. Um, what what gives you the right to comment on the 30 seconds that my toddler is present in my group that's what i have a have a problem with like if that's a thing for you you should go back to your teacher that that doesn't have any kids involved that you know i'm sure you follow a lot of other people online that don't have babies or that you know don't include their babies in the yoga thing that they offer why are you sitting there triggered in my feed when 90 percent of everything i share is baby related it's not like I'm this proper yoga account and I just share yoga stuff and once in a blue moon there's a baby there like I mostly share family life me and my husband our baby our dogs it's you know I I don't I don't understand what kind of that's the surprise for me what kind of gives you the I don't know what is it that that made you feel like you had to go and and start an issue with that or Comment something aggressive in my feed about me being unprofessional having my baby there, or what a disgrace it is to have the baby there, or how distracting it is to have the baby there. I'm sorry, but like, fork that shit. I still don't get it at all. And, you know, and people got so upset that I said that, like, hey, to me, yoga is really, <laughs> it's really the joy that she embodies. And if the first thing you see when you see that happy, happy, happy sunshine of a 19 month old who is just like, Mm, like growing up in this space, everyone in the circle being able to participate with her light and kind of share in that space. Um, she made everybody's nerves sort of like disappear. Like it was just the most beautiful moment. And if you look at that and you immediately see something awful, something negative, something distracting, like why are you in this feed at all? I just, I just, I don't get it at all. And I reacted really harshly and <laughs> like I w- Yeah. I'm sorry if I offended someone who didn't mean it in that way. I don't know. Like I, I I know I reacted super strong because basically my response was like, well, fuck off. And I, I still feel that way. So I don't know. I feel that way in a sense for anyone who, um, yeah, who genuinely would look at, at my joyful, beautiful, happy, laughing baby and have that sort of, like passive aggressive negative reaction. I just, I don't understand. I would never, like no matter what is going on with someone else, um, commenting someone of someone like sharing something, sharing their babies in any sense, what would ever bring me to a place of commenting something negative in that space? Like what you could have done is like, hey, how much time does the baby spend in the training? I'm interested to know. I would love to come to one of your retreats. I just wanna know, is she there every day? Is she there in all the sessions? Or is this just like a moment in the beginning of the training? Like you could ask a question and I could clarify. Like that's that would be more reasonable to me if you're like, hey, I wanna know. Right, But dropping straight into that crazy aggressive space about someone else's child from like a moment you know nothing about, I just, I have no patience for that anymore. I just, I really genuinely don't. Um, And it's just, yeah, I don't really know what to say else about it. I just feel like I I am glad if we were able to weed out people who shouldn't be in a space where the baby is because the baby is always going to be there. Um, I feel sad about the fact that, um, that there's like a division between mothers practicing yoga now, I guess, at least in, in this specific post, like there's still comments happening on this specific post. Um, and after a while I just, I get tired. I don't know. I get really, really tired. Like I get if even a really joyful, positive post has to spark this total negativity and then someone was like, well, if you don't want to spark more negativity, why do you address the negativity? The answer to that is because I can't keep quiet. <laughs> I wish I had a better answer, but just the answer is just like, I, I can't not speak my mind when something triggers me,
0: especially
1: if it's related to my baby. Like, are you kidding me? No.
0: You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I like to think of myself as a little bit of a
1: coffee connoisseur, but I am nothing compared to my husband. I love judging the taste of coffee, but with a lot of help from my husband, we have perfected the coffee we serve in our cafe in Aruba. And with the help of Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee, I have perfected the coffee I drink at home every day. Four Sigmatic puts mushrooms in their coffee, and while this may seem like a weird combination, I can attest that it creates a surprisingly delicious super drink with really great health benefits. The coffee keeps you focused on the present moment, but it's full of powerful antioxidants and immune boosters that keep you on track for days to come. Compared to your average brew, Four Sigmatic is less acidic and won't give you the jitters. Plus it boosts memory activity, decreases stress and improves your memory. It's basically the recipe for success. You will only find the highest quality of mushrooms and other superfoods in Four Sigmatic's blends. They make sure the recipes are free from pesticides, mycotoxins, and other harmful chemicals. And it's super easy to make. Just rip open the bag and mix with hot water or nut milk. I even like adding the blends to my favorite smoothie in the morning. Four Sigmatic offers everything from mushroom coffees, elixirs, hot cacaos, and matchas. Whenever I need a pick-me-up, the Chaga elixir is overflowing with antioxidant properties that support my daily wellness, energy levels, and immune system. I don't know what I would do without it. You can try it out for yourself. Right now, when you head to foursigmatic.com yoga yogagirl, you'll get 15% off of your entire order. That's 15% off of any order placed on Four Sigmatic's website, but you have to use my special URL, foursigmatic.com yoga yogagirl girl that's spelled dot com slash yoga girl so what I'm sitting with now and it's so funny because I was like right before this happened I was telling Dennis I was like hey like when I posted that photo of the makeup and whatever and that became a thing and I was like hey I can't even like I can't put on eyeshadow <laughs> right now like what is happening um and I shared I was like hey maybe maybe I should just like close that space like that platform should just become like a like i could just like put a pause on it or make it a private account or just like close it for a while and just whatever not not think about it and he asked me he was like well what brings you joy like what sort of communication um with the community really brings you joy and i was like well i i really enjoy the podcast i enjoy having space to to speak on a topic that you know gives me more than one minute to show something or more than a really limited small little caption. I love to speak on a topic in that sense. And I love the conversations that start from that place. Like I, I love that communication for sure. Um, I love the Yoga Girl community on Facebook. Holy shit, it's, oh yeah, I, I kind of lose my, hmm. I don't even know how, what what to say about it. It's become this, extension of what we do in the luna shala in our groups um but in the online space it's um it's it's just filled with regular normal day-to-day people with regular struggles and joys and hopes and fears and just regular people like you and me every day you know kind of turning on their phone or their computer filming themselves doing sharings on really serious stuff bearing their hearts, you know, really bearing their souls, like totally radical vulnerability. Um and then in the response to that because nothing is fake, right? There's no one trying, there's no pretending, there's no like, oh, there's no story about me or how I'm great or like there's no highlight reel of all the stuff that makes us awesome. It's just what's here now. So whether that's positive and joyful or like really heavy and sad, it's real. And I, I find that what's truthful and what's real always sparks something truthful and real. So like it's the, the, the space that sits there, it's just, it's it's so 100% um, really open and really beautiful. And when I do my, I do a sharings there once a week, like I just share on whatever's on my mind and I kind of feel like I'm doing a sharing in this really intimate setting where it's me and 10 of my friends and I'm just bearing my soul a little bit. Um, and there's what, 15,000 people or something in that group right now. And that's still that intimate feeling that's there. So uh, maybe it's just me. Like I, maybe I don't have the ability to, I don't know, to be, to hold space for that amount of people anymore. Maybe I'm spent. Like, that's just a genuine question. Like I work a lot. I'm a mom. I have a lot on my plate, like. Holding space for 2.2 million people didn't used to be a big deal, but maybe it's too much for me right now. Maybe I'm not able to sit with that same vulnerability with that whole space of the community. Or I feel like maybe I'm just, I know that there is like, there's tr- negativity there, or there's drama there, or there's people that will look at whatever I do with these really judgmental eyes and find something wrong about that. So maybe I, when I share what I share, maybe I do that with a bit of like a, I don't know, like a little, like my hands up, like, hey, you know, like I'm a little defensive off the bat because I know what's coming kind of and maybe that affects the response. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Maybe people are just dicks. (laughs) And of course, not all people, holy shit, no, there's always way more support, way more love but it's hard for me to separate that from the judgment. Like it's hard for me to not see the judgment really clear. Um, and that's right now, like that's just the space I'm in. And I respond to what triggers me. And and in the community group, there's none of that, which is really, really beautiful. So when Donna said that, like what really brings you joy, he was like, well, maybe like take a year off, Like let's take a year and just do the podcast. Like, just hold on to that for one year and do nothing else. Like do the groups face to face. Of course, everything face to face is magic. Um, And it has nothing to do with, you know, being surrounded with people who only agree or only feel the same way. Hell no. I have awesome debate and discussion with people also on Instagram every day. Holy shit, all the time. There are so many ways to eloquently like form a sentence if you want to, get someone's attention or speak to someone. There's ways to ask questions if you're unsure. There's ways to engage in conversation that isn't like fuck you. There's so many ways to do that. And for me that's just I'm, I'm I'm especially when it comes to the mom community. I just think like how about you you're just a little kinder to other moms, or a little softer to other moms, or a little more understanding like you know it's really hard to be a mom. Everyone out there is doing their fucking best. How about especially if you're about to talk to someone you don't know in a public space that you do that with just a little more compassion? Like really, even if you don't agree with what they're doing or you're really questioning it, that's okay. You can question things, you can choose to not agree, you can disagree and all of that can happen and play out with compassion present, 100%. And trust me, like if you talk to me that way, I will respond to you in that way. Thousand percent, I swear to God. So yeah. It's like midnight here right now. I might feel my eyes kind of closing in front of me. And then I hear my inner critic like, Ooh, you recorded this this podcast on this triggering subject that's sensitive for a lot of people. And I know also, like, of course, like there's other moms out there that get triggered. When I say, you know, yoga to me is embracing the joy of this baby that she shared. And if you shared something negative on that post, you're going to feel like I just told you that you don't know what yoga is. Well, I mean, that's your trigger that you have to sit with, right? So if you feel that way, then you have to deal with your emotions the way I have to deal with mine. Um, And I think there's definitely ways to kind of meet in a space where we can disagree on things without being assholes to each other. That's just what I think. And Lea Luna is always gonna be a part of what I do and I really, really, really intend for things to stay that way. And maybe if we had a society that was a little more supportive of families as a whole, we wouldn't have to have these discussions at all. Honestly, I I think that that's the case. Sometimes I feel, even like at the studio, um, we have so many people working at the studio and several moms and like, it's so normal. I mean, everywhere, every society, you put your kids in daycare all day long and you just, you know, we everybody has to work all day to put food on the table and you see your kids for a couple hours in the evening. Um, I don't like our business, I don't want our business to be that way. Never. Like I want everyone to feel like they can bring their kids to work at any moment as long as it's supported by whatever logistics are happening that day, right? Like the dream for me, 100% would be to have retreats and groups and trainings meant for families where you don't have to separate yourself from your kids and from your family life to pursue the dreams that you want to pursue you don't have to you know not see your kid for eight hours or 10 hours or whatever um, just because you have to make a living I think there's a way there used to be a way um, you know back in back in thousands of years ago where we lived more in tribe and all of this was one right? And now we separate ourselves in these tiny little apartments and little cubicles. And like we don't talk to each other on the bus. We barely communicate to places we're going. We don't see each other. We shut off from each other. We feel separate from each other all the time. When truth is we have so much in common and everyone you meet is fighting their own battle and everyone you meet needs help with something. And how often do you extend an arm like, hey, can I be of service to you Can I support you somehow? Like, do you need a a babysitter for an hour so you can go do that thing you need to do this week? Like, are you okay? Do you need support with something? Like, when was the last time you asked someone you know that? Like a friend or a single mom or anyone? Really? I mean, this is a big thing. And I kind of feel like there should be a way to create... A network of support even in the online community where it's like hey this is triggering for me you bringing your kid into the yoga shala is triggering for me because i leave my kid all day long and i don't get to see her or him like that's hard for me so i i get triggered by that or hey i'm really exhausted at the end of the day and i feel like sick of my kids and you bringing the kid in the space where people are supposed to practice yoga like that triggers me okay well why does that trigger you if you sit with your emotions and I'll sit with mine like why does it trigger me when people judge my parenting or my motherhood what what is that in me like that's my stuff and I deal with that every day holy shit all the time Every every morning every day this whole teacher training every group I lead and I say bye to the baby in the morning like there's like a knife to my heart like you know and then I get to see her for lunch cuz Dennis brings her by or she gets to come in the shala for lecture. Like that's that's the gold in my whole day. That's like my mm, it's like my golden nugget that I look forward to all days. Like that those 15 minutes when she's in the room with us. It's the fucking best. And I will defend that gold for as long as I live. And so it is. <sighs> Thank you so much for listening. Hmm. I love you a lot. Sitting in this moment, even everyone that I've kind of had an argument with <laughs> online this week or people that really don't agree with me, whatever, you know, things we rub up against each other or triggers. Um, in this moment right now, I feel a lot of compassion in my heart for every, every person out there, a parent or not. Just a lot of love. So... Thank you for listening. It's been a really educational week for me. Let's see what next week brings. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find them all on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, Stamps.com, Molecule, and Four Sigmatic. Please support them the way they support this podcast.
0: I'll see you next week.